0: Welcome to It's Bloody Complicated, the Compass podcast that brings you conversations from across the progressive movement. During the show, we speak with writers, thinkers, politicians, journalists, and campaigners about how we come out of these unprecedented times in much better shape than we went in. I'm Francis Foley, your host today and deputy director of Compass. Compass is a place where people come together to create the visions, alliances, and actions to be the change we wish to see in the world. We're interested in the how of political change as much as the what and we think conversations like these are a great place to start. Compass members can join the call live and can put their own questions directly to our guests. If you'd like to be part of it, go to action.compassonline.org.uk podcast to join Compass today. Otherwise, sit back, grab your drink of choice and get ready to get complicated. Jonathan Williams, do you want to briefly introduce yourself? I'm going to introduce you by saying that you co-founded the UBI Lab in Wales. You've been pushing for the Basic Income Movement in Wales and pushing for a pilot these last few years. And they'll be key to making sure that the pilot leads to a Universal Basic Income in Wales. And you're also a member of the technical advisory group for the Welsh Pilot. Anything else you'd like to add to your introduction?
1: So I do this on a voluntary basis, the UBI Lab Steph. And um, so by day. Uh, I'm a lawyer uh, by night. I'm a UBI activist, although I haven't quite got the cape yet. Uh, It's on order. Um, But, uh, yeah, so it's um, it's something that uh, we founded um, in May, I think, was it May? May 2020 in response to the pandemic. uh, The lab, it was initially founded as uh, UBI Lab Cardiff, uh, but after um, some conversations with uh, politicians, trade unionists, um, and sort of people that were in and around the movement, uh, we decided that uh, we should basically look at potentially expanding the uh, expanding the idea of just rolling out a pilot uh, in Cardiff, uh, which was the objective of, of UBI Lab Cardiff, uh, to something that was, I suppose, a, a little more Ambitious. Uh, so, you know, we were looking to, so we set up UBR Lab Wales um, and uh, response was really positive. Um, you know, we, we initially sort of uh, looked at uh, targeting councils in particular to get them behind uh, supporting the idea and saying that they would want to uh, be part of any pilot and if it was ever agreed by Welsh Government that was going to be a pilot. Um, but and we did that and then Jack Sargent had the, the debate um, in in the Senate, which got a lot of coverage, as did the motions that were passed in the councils that we approached. So uh, the first one was Swansea, then Gwynedd, then RCT, and Cardiff also, showed. Uh, I think they wrote to the, the First Minister saying that they'd be interested in the pilot. So a lot of buzz around it. Um, and then we did our pledge campaign, uh, sort of, that was in the run-up to the election uh, in 2021, uh, which got a number of politicians involved, um, I think we've got 100 and, 105 candidates to pledge that they would push uh, the envelope uh, for UV, UBI uh, if they were elected to the Senedd. Um, and of those um, of those 105, I think 25 in total were actually elected, so we've got a progressive majority. Tories obviously didn't sign it, um, and and neither did anyone in the Welsh Government. They don't sign up to these things. So, yeah, following that. Uh, First Minister obviously took it on board. Uh, mentioned that our campaign was was part of the reason why that uh, they then decided to to roll out a pilot, and yeah, here we are. It's,
0: it's amazing it to on. hear that whole backstory, and it goes to show that so much work from your side and from so many people in civil society, many of whom are doing this on a voluntary basis, it is very worth emphasising. Um, leads to those, you know, brings about those those changes, and so that's, I think a really a really good. Uh, uplifting thing for activists working on this at the moment so could you give us kind of a brief overview of the Welsh basic income pilot who does it involve what amounts of money are we talking how long does it last and yeah what does it look like and and what's it going to look like over the next few months for the people involved
1: yeah so it's uh, launched uh, on the the 1st of July Uh, and essentially what it will involve is uh, giving uh, 1600 pounds per month to people who are just turned 18 and will be leaving care so that money will be taxed um, so i think it equates to something like t- just under 1300 pounds after tax and yeah that's, that's given to them every month it's uh, the trial itself will actually run so for the participants they will receive this money guaranteed for a maximum of two years but the trial itself will probably run three years because what will happen is anyone who turns 18 between, I think it's between the 1st of July and the 30th of June, 2023, they will also be eligible. Um, It'll equate to around about 500 people who are leaving care that will be eligible for the trial. Uh, And yeah, and it's going to test, you know, a number of of things really. So it's, uh, you know, it's looking at you know people whether there's an improvement in health and well-being you know educational attainment which is something i i you know i think is really important uh you know whether or not a leavers who might not have necessarily had the opportunity to go on to university and that kind of thing because you know um they, they might have not been able to afford it for example uh they now have the opportunity to do that um and, and also whether or not it makes them a little more entrepreneurial as well i think that'll be interesting you know whether or not you know these. People who have just turned 18, they've given this sort of capital investment in themselves, really, you know, and a lot of them, I should imagine, will not have had this kind of money before. its It would be interesting to see what they do with it, where they set up small businesses and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, that would be really interesting. And I, I should probably point out as well, you know, it, it, this it's important that people don't get uh, it, it sort of universal basic income and basic income mixed up as well, because... This is a basic income trial. It's not universal because, of course, it's focusing on a particular cohort of people. But, you know, it will test a lot of the theories around a universal basic income. You know, I think it's, you know, we've made no secret of it. UBI Lab Wales um, were pushing for something that would be sort of a geographical based pilot um, so that, you know, you could have a range of people with be that, you know, people out of work, in work, mums, dads, children, pensioners, that kind of thing, So of spread of people, something that would look a lot more like Wales. But, you know, Welsh government can only do what they can do with the powers that they have, um, you know, because of devolution. So we don't have, um, you know, the powers over uh, welfare here. So they, they've done what's within their gift. And I think, you know, great credit to them for actually doing doing that and focusing on a, on, on a cohort of people that could really do with some help. Uh, as well
0: yeah and so just following up on that question as you said it's, it's crucial this is not a universal basic income but at the same time some of the effects that we might see might be sort of replicable we might expect to see them in other parts of the population as well and specifically i think some people are interested in this question about how it changes the culture around uh, conversations about work about business about leisure how do you see this as playing out in the pilot and, and how do you expect or someone, as fo- as someone following the pilot to be analysing the, those results about the kind of culture of uh, links between income, work, skills, free time? Obviously, that is a huge question, but I know that this is a, it's a cultural question as much as it's also a sort of economic or kind of financial question.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it's um, I, I think one of the great appeals of uh, of basic income is the fact that it gives people a lot more agency and autonomy over what um, decisions they make. You know, you're not bound by um, the fact that you, you rely on your salary to pay your bills, for example. You know, so you can perhaps, you know, do part time, you know, uh, reduce your hours, do some part time work. Uh, which may lead you to go back into education to become more highly skilled, which of course would then contribute to to society because you're, uh, you, you know, you've got a better skill set than you did initially. But in uh, in terms of you know that link between work and uh, you know work and uh, and that kind of thing, I think that like I said, it's, um, it frees you up to to have a lot more time to, to pursue things that you might not necessarily. Um, I've pursued before and I think you know this obsession of whether or not you contribute to GDP as well I think it will it will certainly help with that I think you know perfect example really is is is, you know mums or anyone else really who are um, caring for people you know the amount of I think that's you know billions of pounds worth of 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 care that's provided without it even being considered as part of of GDP You know, so I think that um that, that kind of thing as well, it might um it might shine a light on those types of things. And I think in terms of just you know, in terms of um welfare as well, you know, and and the stigma around that, you know, I think the fact that everyone would receive it, you know, your neighbor would be getting the same amount as amount of you as as you as well, you know, it would remove the stigma, whereas you know, a lot of people there's they, they don't want to claim benefits or there's there's some shame around it, you know, because you know it's seen as you know sort of getting a hand out from the state or whatever you know but but there's the stigma around it which shouldn't be the case you know people you know find themselves in difficult circumstances and the state should help them uh, essentially so um yeah hopefully it will it will certainly help with those sort of cultural issues as you mentioned
0: yeah and so I have just a couple more questions one is about um I mean it's very difficult in these sorts of things to sort of make firm predictions but I wondered if you had any sort of rough instincts about what you what you expect to happen over the course of this trial. I mean, in other places um, there have been pilot schemes and, you know, we looked at other countries in the world which have which have done this on, on a different scale. But, it, you know, there are interesting things about the Welsh scheme that make it quite specific, and quite focused on a particular cohort, as you said. And What do you expect the Welsh scheme to kind of show or at least bring to the surface in terms of what questions it might answer, as opposed to other international um, pilots that have already taken place?
1: That's a really good question. Um, I think, you know, it's uh it will certainly show the, the usual things I think it's worth mentioning that. You know, I, I I would I should imagine that it will certainly show a significant improvement in physical and mental well being, as you've already seen in a number of other countries. And I think that you know you'll probably see um people that will find people will find employment is a there's a myth around you know basic income and people not finding employment where in fact in the in trial for example you know there was there was a significant improvement in, in people finding full-time employment I think for me in terms of that the, the age group because they will be at that age where they're potentially going on to college or university or that kind of thing and I think that you know and, and people who might have faced you know adversity in life uh, as well I think that you know if it's and, and we know that you know we talk about quality opportunity and that kind of thing well i think that this will provide those people with the opportunity to go on to 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 do uh you know things in university or college because they will have that financial backing uh in order to do it and what you might find as well is where whereas people for example who go to university and have to take on part-time jobs usually their grades are affected by that uh, as well because you know they have to finance themselves whereas people who are fortunate enough to have parents who can fund their time in university and therefore you know uh, focus all of their attention on um on their studies tend to get the better grades so what you might find is because they get in this lump sum of money they don't necessarily have to do uh any any sort of uh, take on any sort of employment or if they do it's only a couple of hours that they have to do a sort of pocket money kind of thing rather than relying on it to pay for your rent when you're in university so I think that you might see, you know, an improvement in the, their grades as well in this, you know, people who don't necessarily come from middle class or upper class backgrounds. So um, I think that would be really interesting, something certainly I would I would look out for um, this pilot.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. And I think in terms of basic income's potential impact on to address other forms of inequality, I think what's so revealing about other pilots have been done is just there is a material impact, of course, but also there's a psychological impact of like, when people are distracted and constantly worrying about money how can they not focus on other parts of their life which are extremely important whether that's their health and well-being whether that's their education whether they're starting a business or caring for other people in their family and i think people underestimate the impact of just that constant nagging worry of financial stress that is on people which you know really holds people back from you know achieving things that they could or you know making the best life for themselves and it's particularly interesting to look at that amongst young people i would imagine just because you are starting out in life to already be burdened with a lot of stress around financial worries, as a lot of young people are. You know, it really goes to show that if you remove that by a simple, you know, relatively simple in terms of just offering people that that safety net of of an extra of, of income, what that could unleash, you know, I think that'd be really exciting to see that. Two final questions. First one is related to the movement itself in Wales. What do you see as next for the kind of basic income uh, movement in Wales and in the rest of the UK and and maybe in the world? I mean, there's been interesting conversations about how we also move from pilots as amazing as they are to kind of shifting from there to maybe sort of more implementation, a kind of a greater scale or more longevity for that. And, of course, the Welsh basic income pilot, um, pilot is really, really helping push that argument forward. But where do you see or maybe it's too early to tell and you want to wait until the um, outcomes of the trial?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably the sort of a million dollar question really. is, is where does the, the where does it go? I think it's safe, fair to say that, you know, when we first set out on this project and, and trying to get a pilot uh, in Wales and it was probably sort of a five-year ambition and we've done it in two so it's um so it's taken us by surprise and it, we've sort of got recalibrated ourselves now and think right where do we go here because we've reached this reached this goal much sooner than uh, we'd expected i think we're, we're fortunate in wales that we've got uh, you know uh, a welsh government a welsh labor government um that that you know are looking at progressive policies and um, so we're fortunate in, in that respect i think you know across across the river in in england for example it's going to be a lot more difficult particularly if you've got a tory government uh in place to get uh anywhere with this idea you know they they, they have no interest in it in it at all um so it's um be you know it's going to be difficult unless there's a labor government but of course at the moment you know keir starmer's labor government uh labor party rather um don't seem to be very interested in the idea um Despite the fact that, you know, I think there was a new statement poll recently that said 48% of Britons actually um, want the UBI to, to be implemented. And, you know, there's only 28% of people uh, against it. So, mm. you know, it's a, it's a crazy number, really, when you think about it. It seems like a no-brainer that that would be a, a big policy that they could they could bring out. So, But they might change their minds, fingers crossed. And so I think the Labour Party, the UK Labour Party, really need to get on board with this if you're going to get anywhere with it across Uh, on a UK wide level. And I think in terms of the Welsh campaign, what we really need to be looking at now is trying to devolve the relevant powers in order for us to roll it out in Wales, you know, so that, um, you know, if this trial is successful, for example, um, we can we can roll it out uh, across Wales, but in order to do that, you know it's not just about the wealthy powers that we need to be devolving here, but we need to have powers over taxation as well in order to raise some of the funds in order to do it. Um, and and yeah, so that that's that's where I see the campaign going. um in terms of the pilot itself, you know, there's a there was a motion that was put forward uh, by jane dodds that, that asked the Welsh government or so something that I worked with with Jane Dodds. Um, and also Anthony Snort as well, uh, part of the Wales Green Party, who's the leader, sorry, of the Wales Green Party. And that motion asked for the Welsh government to explore the possibility of expanding this pilot to people who work in heavy industry. Now Wales has a disproportionate amount of people that work in heavy industry. We've got Tant Steel here, we've got the Arapago yeah, mine, um, and and there's a number of other um, you know carbon intensive jobs uh, that 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 are that are done in Wales. So. They, and, and we have to look at how we justly transition these people from those jobs. You know, we can't get away from the fact that we have that eventually those people are going to have to be transitioned into jobs that are, are better for the climate. And we need to do that in order to reach our net zero target. So, you know, what we've done now is we've asked the Welsh Government to, to explore the possibility of expanding the pilot to include a cohort of people in those industries to see the effects that could potentially have, whether it be that they move into, they rescale and move into other work or or, or do something else with their time, maybe care or that kind of thing as well. So um that motion was put forward to the Welsh government and and it was um uh, and it was debated in in the Senate um and and it was successful. So I think 38%, uh, 38%, 38 members uh, sorry, uh, voted for uh, uh voted for the motion, only 14 against. So the Welsh, although it's not a non-binding uh, motion, it should be said, but I'll vote rather, but uh yeah, that 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 passed, um, which is really exciting now. I think you know it's um, it's 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 creating a nice synergy between two incredibly important issues of our time. You know, climate and cost of living. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that uh, yeah, that that that's exciting, and hopefully now we get some good results from Welsh government looking into that, and and they do look at putting a putting a cohort of people uh, on this pilot.
0: Yeah, that's amazing, and I think maybe expanding out from that idea of you know as we were talking about it before. Just the, the various knock-on impacts but also the various issues that a basic income could be part of the answer to you know um whether it's climate um also these questions around devolution and regional inequalities questions around that how do you how, how do you allow local government to actually implement these things and just get out of the way almost to say um uh, to let to let regional and, and local government have have more say and be able to do that and be more agile as it comes to also, things like the cost of living crisis and like the national government is looking at national solutions to that. But actually, you know, maybe these pilots could help pave a way for local government to have a stronger role in all of that. And then also, you know, as you say, how do you look at these sort of future orientated questions that there might be a lot of upheaval in the next few years as we transition um, to, to net zero and a post carbon economy? But it's this question of how you protect the people who will be most at risk within all of that. And allowed them also you know it's not a, it's not just about protection it's also about allowing them more agency and control over their futures and abilities to retrain or go into other jobs that safety net, because of course people feel you know when that's been taken away from them how can it be an opportunity for them to, to transition and shift at the same time as the economy is as well so i think all of that is really exciting and as you say there's some really exciting moves to see to see that actually things are going in the direction not just this recent vote which has only happened you know in the last few weeks really Really uplifting, but also as you said earlier, the polling I was totally staggered by those figures, and I think that's something that really, really should cause us quite a lot of optimism in terms of how this is landing with people, especially with the cost of living crisis. And my very last question is, is kind of more and more a personal one. You know, you said you're doing this in around like a very demanding day job, and. Presumably, a lot of other responsibilities kind of why what captured you most about basic income what why why are you sort of giving
1: all of your energy to this particular topic well because i'm a a bit of a lefty uh first and foremost (laughs) no but uh, no i i think that I, i remember actually so i've been you know reading about this idea for god it must be the best part of 10 years now and um so my legal career actually started out as a trade union rep for the gmb and I remember speaking to a member, uh, and uh, there was uh, an issue that she had where uh, her employer was trying to increase her hours um, from, I think, 16 to 20 or something like that. Um, uh, but anyway, the, the increase in hours would have actually meant that she was financially worse off because of it, uh, because of tax credits and that kind of thing, and additional costs with childcare and, and all the rest of it. And I just thought, this doesn't make sense, does it? You, you, you're working more, but you're earning less. Uh, so I just thought there's got to be, you know, some sort of answer to this. So I, I remember I'm going to Google about it. And uh Malcolm Tory's book, Money for Nothing, uh, had just been released. It was 2013, I think. And um and I read it and I was just, I just fell in love with the idea, you know. And I just thought, this is the answer, you know. You, you work more and you keep more of your money, you know, which is, you know. And then people who really hate their job are not bound by it either, you know. <laughs> Uh, as well, you know, you can sort of walk away from that and pursue other things. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had friends who uh, were in bands and that kind of thing at the time as well. And you know, they would have, if they had a basic income, would have been able to put a lot of their energy into into that kind of thing. And you know, yeah. I might have got a few free, free tickets to Glasgow and that kind of thing. <laughs> they might have oh, made yeah. it. You know, so um, what yeah. Yeah, homie eh? me, you know, I had hair back then as well. But um, it's, but it was, uh, but it was um, yeah. I think it was just a great idea, and I just seen that you know people jump through hoops in order to get universal credit, and I just think, well, you know, we, why, why shouldn't the state look after you and give you something just to give you a leg up, and mm. you know, and, and create that safety net as well? I just think that you know, it's it, it it just doesn't make sense to me. I think that we should be far more compassionate than mm-hmm. we are, you know, and uh and it just this just seems the answer to me. So uh yeah and, and I think certainly since I've had so I've got a two and a half year old and, and since I've had him as well, you know, my outlook on life has changed a little bit and you know you want to make a better future for him, you know, I can see him growing up. And I think, you know, the world at the moment is not a great place uh you know with with everything that's going on. And you know, if if you can try and make a, a small change by well, I say small change, but pretty big change. We've got a <laughs> place income implemented uh, full time, but you know, if you got out to do that, then that'd be pretty cool as well. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, I suppose uh, that's a played a part in it as well.
0: Absolutely, yeah, and I think it's just incredibly uplifting to to argue on the basis that yes, this is you know this is about economics in in lots of ways, but it's also about connecting people's experience of life and the idea of what a good life looks like. And I think at a time when we've just lived through a huge international crisis and people have been asking a lot of those existential questions um and and at the same time are experiencing a lot of financial stress and strain the question of basically you know the idea of a basic income i think is growing in power partly because also people saw, saw over the pandemic how would they use their time you know the, the furlough scheme helped with that but of course other people were kind of extremely pressured in the pandemic. So it's this question of how do we think about this in terms of time as well and people's like abilities and other things that people have gotten in their lives and when you when you sort of, yeah, believe in people, I guess, to, to put it most cornerly, really, you know, give, give, really believe in, in, in the power of people to make good choices and to also, you know, what people want to do in their lives is often to, you know, is their best instincts when people are taking, you know, when you take that stress and pressure off people, people lean into things like caring, creating, you know, giving back to their communities, contributing, like, you know, looking after their own health and well-being, And I just think myriad ripple effects you might see from that and you are already seeing in, in the pilot schemes it's just it's a huge source of optimism for people to also replay back to people that people you know make amazing choices when you take away those things that cause them stress and strain um, so yeah it's amazing the work you're doing it's amazing the work you've already done to get us this far so a huge thank for all thank you to you for all of the work you've done and thank you for coming to chat to us about about the pilot scheme and we'd love to have you back on the podcast um, at the end of the scheme also to, to kind of assess where we've got to maybe at that point we'll have already got fully paid up basic income who knows who knows maybe the Labour party will be in government and be introducing basic income as part of their manifesto you have to kind of believe in these things in order to see them manifesting for the future that kind of thing but things can move quickly, as we've seen you know so huge thanks to you and um yeah you can find out more about the trial um and everything else on on basic income org and also um, through the UBI uh, Wales, is it called UBI Wales? It's, um, yeah, you can. It's UBI at, Lab at, Wales.
1: Back to UBI Lab Wales. Um, yeah, follow us on there on Twitter, and uh, you get all the latest updates uh, about from, the trial. And uh, everything UBI else.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. All right, thank you so much, Jonathan. Um, and uh, we look back to we look forward to hearing more about that and having you back on again soon. If you like what you heard today and want to be part of building a much more equal, democratic and sustainable future, then visit us at compassonline.org.uk slash podcast. Plus, you'll be able to join us live on future calls like this one. You can tweet Compass Office or email Francis at compassonline.org.uk. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please give us a rating. It will help us reach more listeners in the future. After all, it's only fair they know it's bloody complicated too.